Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about 2016's X-Men Apocalypse. When the first X-Men movie came out, it was kind of a game changer as far as uh, superhero movies are concerned. Brian Singer did a great job. Uh, the second one was really good. Third one, not not great. I mean, it was okay, but they screwed the pooch on the whole Dark Phoenix-type storyline. And Simon Kinsberg wrote that, by the way. Simon Kinsberg's been involved with the X-Men franchise. Brian Singer's been involved with the X, uh, X-Men franchise, the whole thing. Um, I thought they did a great thing when they kind of soft-rebooted and went back to younger ones, uh, younger versions of the characters with First Class and Days of Future Past. That being said, this watching it now with retrospect, you know, hindsight and everything else involved, it felt like they were rushing things. This this almost feels like DC Universe. That maybe the clock was ticking on the 20th Century Fox X-Men rights and they were trying to get back around to the Dark Phoenix storyline. Um, short version review is if you've never seen this movie, it's a pretty good X-Men movie. It just tries to do way too much in its two hour and 23 minute runtime. Um, Oscar Isaac, a young Oscar Isaac plays the big bad in it and he's great, but he's also buried under a bunch of makeup and you know, that almost does a disservice to Oscar Isaac, but, uh, yeah. So the short version is worth watching, but it's not as good as first class or days of future past that preceded it. Getting into it. Like I said, um, now that we have the hindsight thing going for it, and we know that they were rushing towards a Dark Phoenix movie, which Simon Kinsberg wrote and directed, and it was terrible. It basically killed the franchise. New Mutants was better than Dark Phoenix. Um, they sow the seeds here. Um, I picked this one at random, a movie to watch tonight. Um, I own all of the X-Men movies, and I'll be re-watching them in the near future as I go back through the entire Marvel Universe, what's in the MCU and what's not. I'm kind of slowly doing that. And I plan to watch the X-Men from beginning to end, but I really didn't remember much about Apocalypse. And I saw it in the theater, and I've seen it on Blu-ray. But this is 2022, so that was... You know, that was six years ago. Hmm. I remember parts of First Class and Days of Future Past much, much more. Rewatching it tonight, now I know why. <laughs> um, it just feels like the movie tries to do too much. It's not a bad X-Men movie. They threw a whole bunch of money at it. The special effects are incredible all the way through. Um it just feels like we're trying to do too much in the movie. Had they simplified it and just kept with the apocalypse storyline, maybe. But they were setting up Jean Grey and the whole Phoenix thing. And I know why they keep circling around back to this story. If you were into comics back in the 80s when this happened, the Jean Grey Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, would she come back? It was as big as like Endgame. It was for movies. Comic book, even people that weren't into comic books knew about that storyline. It was that big. There were posters in comic shops and on street corners. It was just, it was a massive thing 
um, the whole Phoenix, Dark Phoenix storyline. Epic in the annals of comic history. So I know why they want to go back and try and reinvent that wheel and, and, and make that storyline, get it right. But they keep giving it to the same guy. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're running back, just can't make a touchdown today, but you just keep giving him the ball and you keep giving him the ball and you keep, give it to somebody else. I don't know. Um, nothing against Simon's Kin, Simon Kinsberg. Matter of fact, I'm going to go back and watch this movie at some point with the uh, commentary on because Simon and Brian Singer do the, uh, do the commentary on it. And I want to I know that they're both X-Men geeks. They both love this franchise. And I want to know what happened so much on Apocalypse. So what I was trying to say is they, they just seem to be getting to the whole Jean Grey and Scott thing. If if you know anything, and I'm not comparing the movie so much to the comics, but just for the purpose here of saying that this is why it's not working in the movies. It took a long time for Scott and Gene to get together and be a couple, and there's a love triangle with Wolverine. And Scott, Cyclops, becomes the leader of the X-Men. That never happened in any of the movies, not in the in the old versions with the old version of Scott and Jean Grey uh, and Wolverine, and now in the new version, which the same Wolverine is in both, which is kind of weird. In the original X-Men trilogy of movies, they let the Jean Grey-Scott thing go for a couple of movies and, and build a little bit and a little bit of the Wolverine love triangle was going on and, and some of that competition. They haven't even even touched on any of that in this uh, younger incarnation of the X-Men. And so they try and build up all this, this emotion with what's going on with her character and with Scott, but they're not even a couple yet. And, and, you know, he loses his brother and she's, puts his her hand on his shoulder and it's just like we haven't had any time for this to kind of develop yet um i don't know not getting too much into why this movie you know didn't work they just i think tried to do too much now the things that do work like i said the special effects are good the acting is good they picked all the right people to play these characters um Marvel, whether it be 20th Century Fox or the MCU or, or even the Sony, usually do really well in the casting. Topher Grace is Venom in that third Spider-Man movie. Let's not talk about that, though. Watching Apocalypse this time is like, wow, Oscar Isaac, really like him. He does great in the role, but, you know, he could be so much more. And they focus more on Apocalypse and the surrounding him and putting together his four horsemen and stuff like that. But in the meantime, they're cutting back to other things. And Cyclops is just getting his power. Um, I don't know. In the X-Men timeline, this doesn't really work. And maybe that's why it doesn't work so much in the movie. We're just not heavily invested in these characters before we put them through the ringer. But then we bring in, you know, Professor X and Magneto, and they're all always good for some stuff it so they brought back storm the actress doesn't even say anything in the movie they introduce psylocke she gets a little bit to do beast doesn't do a whole lot nightcrawler does he teleports him around a little bit um because jennifer lawrence is playing raven i guess is why they've made her a bigger character than she was in the comic books um it just feels kind of 
unbalanced based on the people who they cast. Storm was huge, huge character to all this going on with the the Dark Phoenix stuff. That's what this movie is trying to lead up to at the end. That she becomes Phoenix to save them. They just don't really connect all the pieces going forward into the Dark Phoenix movie after this one. But this is a fine movie to watch if you're not worried about all that X-Men stuff. If you just want to watch a superhero movie, again, not as good as First Class, not as good as Days of Future Past, better than like X-Men Origins Wolverine, something like that. I would say it's better than the third X-Men, not better than the first two. So weird to watch Apocalypse out of sequence and just kind of you know, take it for what it is. Um, not bad. They spent a lot of money on it. Wasn't as big a hit as they wanted. Um, this began the end of the franchise. They were getting ready to lose the rights. There were only a couple more movies left to go before. They wouldn't make any more. And now we'll see what happens with Marvel bringing the mutants into the MCU. Lots of rumors out there what's going to be happening in the new Doctor Strange movie and going forward, so we'll see. But X-Men Apocalypse, 2016 film. A young Oscar Isaac is Apocalypse and a bad guy and does really well on the role. Everybody gets to do some stuff. Um, Quicksilver, he's always amazing. What, the, what they do with his special effects and his speed are great in all, all of these reboot movies, if you will, or these, these uh, young incarnations of the X-Men. I enjoyed X-Men Apocalypse. It would have been better streamlined a little bit and maybe not have so much going on that they don't really do a whole lot with going forward. Even the there's a post-credit scene that's supposed to set up a whole lot and didn't really work out that way, I guess. <laughs> anyway, it's not a bad flick. Oh, and, and I watched it on Blu-ray. This is not one I've upgraded to 4K, and I don't know that you need to. Um, I looked up reviews of some of these movies, and this one got some of the better reviews, but the upgrades on 4K, it's not like they went back and did native transfers and, and really lavished some attention on these movies. They kind of just threw them onto to 4K discs. Um, I'm a nice Sony 4K player, and it upconverted it to 4K and added some HDR. Looked really good. Um, when the sun hits the pyramids and and the power starts to to change the minds of the bodies around really pretty um there's a lot of scenes that were really sharp um where it looked like a 4k disc i don't know i don't i don't know that there would be much of a difference to upgrade i guess one day we'll have to see but overall for a 2016 blu-ray it holds up very well in 2022 and as a movie well it's not one of the best x-men movies but it's not one of the worst ones either it's kind of right there in the middle oscar isaac tends to elevate anything he's in i'm scott hamilton i'm Rockfile. my links are below thanks for listening to the podcast i hope you have a spectacular day and like superhero movies as much as i do